The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're right. Love is in the accommodation mm-hmm. of where people are at in their journey. And it is amazing when you see them hang out and help lift you up or just hang out and wait. I mean, you and I could basically distill all of this into like really cool fridge magnets. I was thinking t-shirts, but productizing regardless, definitely well, not For t-shirt. sure, we could definitely like monetize our shared philosophy, which is cool. Which is the point of life. I think it's yes? the point of philosophy. Yeah, certainly. Money is definitely the point of philosophy. I think that Plato missed it. He is too busy talking about, you know, the tyranny of democracy. And he really needs to be focusing on like, yo, how can I make some T-shirts yeah, for the Senate? the Senate? promise of capitalism. How about that, Plato? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the bright side there, buddy. Be a human. Don't go into politics. <laughs> Hello, I'm Minnie Driver. And welcome to Mini Questions. I've always loved Proust's Questionnaire. It was originally an 18th century parlor game meant to reveal an individual's true nature. But with so many questions, there wasn't really an opportunity to expand on anything. So I took the format of Proust's Questionnaire and adapted what I think are seven of the most important questions you could ever ask someone. They are, when and where were you happiest? What is the quality you like least about yourself? What relationship, real or fictionalized, defines love for you? What question would you most like answered? What person, place or experience has shaped you the most? What would be your last meal? And can you tell me something in your life that has grown out of a personal disaster? The more people we ask, the more we begin to see what makes us similar and what makes us individual. 
I've gathered a group of really remarkable people who I'm honoured and humbled to have had a chance to engage with. In last week's episode, we heard Baratunde's answers to when and where are you happiest. So standing on that beach, I felt grateful and overwhelmed and significant peace. I hadn't felt that way up until that point in my life, all in one moment. What quality do you like least about yourself? My valuing of perfection, my association of doing something wrong with being wrong. And what relationship, real or fictionalized, defines love for you? But that commitment and the the knowledge that we're there for each other and growing with each other, giving each other opportunity to become more, that feels like love. Here is the second part of our conversation. What question would you most like answered? (laughs) It's my favorite question. Oh, I mean, part of me is just like, what is cryptocurrency really? Like, I just love a good answer to that. A hundred percent. But on a bigger scale, I'm just like in the headspace of, of what we've been talking about. A question I would like answered. It's a how question. I think that is exactly right. How asking how do we yes. do something, fix yes. something? That's get exactly it's I'm not going. a why. No, you see, you see, I think no. that's it. I think that I didn't even know that I had like this Easter egg of a trick inside the question, <laughs> but that's it. You just found it. Oh my god! I feel like you need a prize. It's the type of question that's almost more important than the question itself. Because that is it. It's it's how. Yeah, because I'm more interested in movement and evolution and growth. And I think there's a how question in me of, you know, how do we better embrace change? How do we collectively grow? You know, we feel the potential so often and we get so afraid and we shut down and there are these natural, probably evolutionary things triggered in in our chemistry and our biology that make it very hard. Why are we scared? Like, are we scared because change often requires understanding another tribe's understanding of change and that that is foreign and terrifying? Part of me knows some of the answer. Part of me will speculate irresponsibly, and that's fun. (laughs) We are pattern recognition machines. Creatures. Creatures is a better word than machines. To call us machines is probably not great. But we have pattern recognition as a part of our approach, right? Well, we're, you know, carbon-based. Yeah, carbon-based, meat, meat-covered, meat, co- <laughs> meat machines. Meat, meat-covered soul. You can be in that band with me. <laughs> yeah, and so when something doesn't fit a pattern of experience, of visual recognition, of emotional familiarity, that's different, different could be threat. And threats must be handled, at a minimum with care, often with aggression, to restore ourselves to a state of a pattern that we understand and know and can be relied upon to provide for our needs. And so some new stuff comes along and, you know, we can respond with curiosity and and we can learn to embrace the new. We might even find some advantage in the new and then share that new thing with the rest of us and have a new familiarity. But that's innovative. That's risk-taking. That's rare. By default, I think our default like factory settings, sticking to the meat machine metaphor, is yeah. don't trust that new stuff. It could be snakes. You know what I'm saying? It could be bears with snake fangs. It could be a pack of bears with snake fangs and poisonous farts, right? It could be all this <laughs> stuff that's going to 
just knock us off our path, maybe even kill us or kill our kin, which we are so connected to. So change of any kind is a new introduction, threatens the pattern, the familiar. And so we are programmed somewhat to react suspiciously and, and against that. And so the how question is, uh, how do we do less of that? <laughs> how do we do more of the embrace of some new things? I don't think we can get rid of that because everything that you spoke to, it does feel like it's hardwired into the meat machine. Yeah. But the other beautiful part about being human is taking an idea and adding it in and yes. expanding on it. So then maybe it's about focusing on those things which embraces the little scared of yeah. the bear part and oh, encourages a facing towards everything that could help our evolution more smoothly and certainly more peaceably. It's peaceable. Thank you. That's such a great word. Peaceably. We don't say that very much in the U.S., but I like that. A key to what you said, you know, we, we're acknowledging the scared part. Right. And I think for anyone who is pro-change of any kind, I mean, this could be technological change, it could be social change, it could be, you know, wardrobe change. If there are members of our society who see the benefits of that thing, we jump straight to, this is great. Why isn't everybody doing this? And we skip over the acknowledgement of the human in all of us that is terrified. <laughs> and if we can acknowledge that, name that, hug that, love that part <laughs> in some way, that might help us embrace and upgrade ourselves. You know, Because the how for me is also, I'm such a technophilic person. Like We upgrade our operating systems all the time. Yeah. Like often without consent. You know what I'm saying? I just, I turn on the screen. It's like updating the app. What do you got for me now? What you got? Yeah. Why don't our brains update? Can we have updates for humans? Oh my God. But now I'm into like some tech dystopia where there's like mandatory updates. Oh, the black mirror thing. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> well, we talked ourselves out of that one. That was, uh, we were really close to like Shangri-La there. You know what I mean? Like, it was just there. And then it turned into a dystopic hellscape. Literally, my reptilian brain took over and I stopped embracing the, the change. Gosh, we just saw it in real time. Just get the upgrades, Minnie. Everybody's doing it. Oh, Burton Day, you're terrifying. <laughs> so what we're saying is it's not simple. Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. But I like the question that you asked. And I like yeah. most particularly that it's a how question because how is useful. Yes. My mother used to say why should be taken out in the back and put in a hole and have flowers grown on top of it. But how? Wait, wait that's a beautiful way to describe murder. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> she, was, she was full of making... Peaceable murder. No, no, no. She could definitely... Like she could definitely make terrible things sound incredibly kind of approachable and yeah. intellectual and, and funny. I mean, that is yeah. terrifying. That should be taken out back, put in the yeah. hole. Put in a hole and have flowers grown on top of it. But what happens in between the hole and the flowers, yeah, mommy? Smacked on the back of the head with a <laughs> shovel. Yeah, she would love this conversation. She would think <laughs> it was hilarious. But how is how has has possibility in it. Yes, it does. Why feels despondent and kind of whiny. I think why is still useful, just as, you know, awareness is useful, regardless of whether you change things or not, to understand 
is powerful. Yeah. So there's value to it. I don't want to dismiss why so much, but I, I'm a how person. <laughs> you know? I'm so glad you're a how person. I mean, it's literally, I just thought of it's the name of my podcast is How to Citizen, right? It's not why are things the way they are. It also makes citizen a verb, right? which is another doing aspect, not how to be a citizen, but how mm-hmm. to citizen. So yes. it's you who has to do it. Yes. I love that. Thanks. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous (laughs) of your generation that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. 
I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. What person, place, or experience most altered your life? There's there's an interesting way to collapse that. The answer is like, it's always my mother. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was like, I could overthink this. I could imagine Mm -hmm. this. It's just just my mother. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was the person. So much of of that influence took place in Washington, D.C., on our block where I grew up. My mother, she was a force. Arnita Lorraine Thurston. That was her full name. Mm. And... She had experienced a lot in her life, a lot of pain in her life, uh, a lot of courage and bravery and boldness as well, and a lot of joy. And I think I got the benefit. I certainly got the consequence of all of her. I am, you know, there's a version of my mother's influence on me, which for much of my life, I was like, it was great. This is just, it was a, a simplified hero story. My mother went through a lot of stuff. She came through it. My father's murder being one step along the journey of both of our lives. And she raises me and she raises my sister and she innovates. She's a computer programmer. Those are all true. They're not the whole truth. Hmm. And so I just, I saw that influence. It's like, yeah, this is, she saved me. She made me both, literally. And she had an influence over me because of the experiences she had that have led me to see the world in a certain way. Some experiences which maybe don't serve me that well, like seeing value in perfection to an unhealthy degree, fearing mistakes and binding up my sense of esteem in that. Can I ask you about your mama? Do you embrace the mistakes that you saw her making? Do you embrace the mistakes that maybe you saw her making with your sister or that you felt like around parenting or or whatever it was? Do you or did you, or have you consciously downloaded that into who your mother is for you? And and is your mother still alive? No, she's not. Mine neither. Yeah. And I, I think, I think what I'm asking is that in your memory, does it incorporate all of those things in a way of what we've been talking about of the of yeah. the missteps, of yeah. the missteps, or the journey? So the short answer is yes. Right. Slightly longer answer is increasingly. It's uh, to stick with the update and download kind of metaphor that is in progress. You know, it's like that progress bar when you're installing some some software. And so I'm installing a new story of my mother. Oh, is that the installation that happens after she dies? In part, it's also just time. As I get to know myself more, I start to ask why questions about, how I got made, <laughs> how I got here. <laughs> Ooh, boom, wise and house. They can coexist. Look at that. And so my mother is an answer to many of those questions for my own existence and my own belief sets, uh, and my own quirks, uh, my own mistakes. And so to look back at this version of her that I have been holding for quite some time that did almost everything right, and then to see that that's not the case at all. 
Right. Initially, it's, you know, with anger, frustration. Right. You later, you come back to life and let me talk to you. Yes. <laughs> right? I got some, I got some questions. I yeah. got some why questions for you. I got some big why okay. questions. <laughs> I got some how. Don't make me make how end up in, in the shallow grave with the why. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I need some answers. So that's the first response. And then it's slower, but deeper. Compassion. It's like, oh, of course. Of course, you're a person, <laughs> right? And, and knowing what I already have long known of, of what she experienced, of course she's going to show up in some ways that aren't always amazing, in some ways that are painful or even harmful to herself or to people she loves. And then I feel a sense of frustration with myself because it's like, did I didn't even know my mom? You know, did I let myself really know her or was, did I need to maintain a pattern and put her in this box hmm. of, no, she's the hero. I needed a hero to define myself, right? I emerged from these fires and she was my firefighter and that's it. Why you gotta go complicating things? You know? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she dropped a match once or twice, whatever. Like it's, you know, sticking to the metaphor. Yeah, I'm liking it. We're playing with fire metaphors. So it's... Now at a point where all these things are happening at the same time, my increasing awareness of the multiple types of influences my mother had on me, positive, negative, neutral, mm. accepting that mm. range is more of the truth than any particularly positive thing I have clung to. Mm. And then freeing her in my mind from this standard Oh, whew. oh my gosh. That's a big one. And freeing myself. Yeah. You know, because I'm like rocking around here thinking I got to do everything a certain way. And I'm thinking she made me do it. And I'm not giving her the grace to understand that she didn't like actively choose that. She's responding to the stuff she went. Oh, man. And then I feel just grateful. On the best days, on the best days, <laughs> in the best moments. I agree with you. The loop closes with gratitude yeah, on the best yeah. days. And the days that it doesn't, I think having patience for, yeah. for it being a process. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. In your life, can you tell me something that grew out of a personal disaster? <laughs> it may let you know my process. I'm cataloging personal disasters. <laughs> right? I'm Which trying like to see a, if anything good came out of it. It was a fun inventory <laughs> to just put oneself through. It's like, okay, father murder, like that counts. Uh, mother's death, colon cancer, divorce that I didn't see coming from first marriage. Hmm, which one of these are we going <laughs> to pick out of the cage? Oh my goodness. And, you know, health issues and things like that. Uh, but that grew from personal disaster. I think it's the idea of something which, whether it forced a U-turn in one's life or it was an apparently, in quotes, bad thing. But when 
you look through the lens of time or perspective and looking backwards, you can actually see the tributaries that sprang from that moment and the things that grew out of it, you know, um, things we call bad, they could be bad and they could also have been super fertile ground. My father's death, my father's murder was most definitely a tragedy. And a lot grew from that. Most of me, I was seven, eight years old, it was the early 1980s. I had infinitely more life without his having life than with. The tectonic plates undergirding the structure, the ground on which I grew, shifted dramatically when he died, placing a ton more influence in my mother's hands, defining or not what masculinity is. Because I didn't really have anybody to do that. And there's so many blessings in that, which is such an odd thing to say about a murder. There's so many consequences, more neutrally, of that. And this journey thing we've been on has let me see that uh, I'm still growing from his death. Hmm. And not just because he wasn't around, but what it, what it meant for me, what I never dealt with because it happened and I was so young and no one really helped me deal with it. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here now, like, revisiting it. And I'm like, oh, that was, that was a pretty big deal. And then it brings me to this place of knowing myself more. You know, again, I had this simplified, factual, let's move on from, okay, great, your daddy's not here. It's a whole bunch of stuff about his life you don't know. It's a whole bunch of people, part of his life you don't know. Anyway, life of mine, <laughs> you know? And life with my mother and life with my sister and blah, 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 and all these things. That's been also a very public version of the story that I've told. And to go back to that tragic moment and say like, oh, I'm still living with that death. Actually. It's so, so much has come from. I mean, I've reconnected with his family in the past few years. I've had a living grandmother I didn't know about. There's a lot of other relationships and experiences and parts of my life that are activated much later. But the piece of it that feels most fertile <laughs> is this internal journey of who am I and how long I didn't approach that part of myself. Did it live in a separate place, like in a box, in a room, in a... Yeah, it was, it was, in, it was in a room in the house of me and I had locked the door. Was there a moment or a an occurrence that made you go and open the door and, and begin that work? That's, it's difficult to pinpoint, but I know a precipitating moment. I hate, I hate that I get to say this. I think I have to thank Mark Zuckerberg for it. Oh dear. I know, I know. All right, well, well, okay, but I mean, I can be grateful for him if you can. So tell me, yes. tell me, it was Facebook, wasn't it? It was, it was the book of faces. Mm. It was that you know, ad-serving, democracy-undermining, birthday reminder service. Um, and I got a message on it from a cousin who saw me on TV and was, was like, I'm your cousin. Hey, 
I remember you from blah, 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 blah. We were wondering what happened with you. And I was like, everybody says they're your cousin when you're on TV. You know, and and to 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 tell you to ah, oh, so much, That's so much. That's another T-shirt. There's a lot of we got a big business, Mini Mini Tune Day. I know. That's a, that'll be our brand. It's gonna be great. I you know I saw that message and I put it back in that locked room in the house of me, and I just ignored it. You know, I think for a couple of years, if I'm honest, I'd have to. I mean, there's timestamps on everything, so I could go back and find out. But it was a it wasn't the next day. Or the next month. Because I just wasn't ready. And I went back and we finally, you know, we met up. She introduced me to others. It, it just, there's ripple effects to this, you know, in all parts of my family and, and in all parts of me. So that unlocked a wing of the house, it turns out. And then I start walking down the hall. And I'm like, oh, what's in this room? Oh, this relationship with my sister. What's in this room? Oh, this is, what, what, what is it? What is even a man in relationship with this room? <laughs> Gun violence. Mean? What's in this room? Oh Racism. God. Police brutality. What's in this? Oh my, oh, my goodness. There's rooms inside the rooms and there's forgiveness in there. Mm. You know, there's updated stories of self behind those doors. Doors I didn't even know were there. That's my answer. For now, I reserve the right to update, upgrade, modify, and change these at any point. Great. I'm glad that you are in charge of your own updates, and it's not Tim Cook. (laughs) You are a joy. (laughs) I'm so grateful. I just think you're the best. I really do. Benny. Thank you so much. I mean, you are the best at this, you have successfully brought me to the brink of many tears. Oh, I have successfully me too. managed them for the I purposes my, of clear I was, communication. I was digging my <laughs> nails into my palms uh, to not cry. So, yeah, good job. Thank us. you. <laughs> thank you for uh, opening some more doors and for being fun about it. It's what I try to do, and to be in the the compassionate hands of someone else who does that is uh, I felt taken care of here. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Baratunde. Thank you so much. Season two of Baratunde's brilliant podcast, How to Citizen, is out now on the iHeartRadio app. In this season, he asked the question, how can we citizen with so much division? And I absolutely loved the first episode with the writer and documentarian Astra Taylor, where they basically talk about the platonic idea of democracy, which as far as I can make out, Plato sort of meant that you should just get rid of politicians and just have the thinkers lead everybody into whatever was coming next. Please check out his podcast. It is extremely edifying. Mini Questions is hosted and written by me, Mini Driver. Supervising producer, Aaron Kaufman. Producer, Morgan Lavoie. Research assistant, Marissa Brown. Original music, Sorry Baby, by Mini Driver. Additional music by Aaron Kaufman. Executive produced by me, Mini Driver. Special thanks to Jim Nicolay, Will Pearson, Addison O'Day, 
Lisa Castella and Anique Oppenheim at WKPR, Dela Pescador, Kate Driver and Jason Weinberg, and for constantly solicited tech support, Henry Driver. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.